Cree and Yoohoo, everybody. This is Andrew, back on the Cree Yoohoo podcast. Just before I get into this episode, I want to let you know I recorded it quite a time ago. I had been to Melbourne in early November 2017 to meet the cast of SG-1. And after that great day, I went walking around this park at night, over the river. If you've ever been there, you know where that is. Uh, And I recorded it on my cell phone, which is all I had at the time, because it seemed really important that while I had the motivation and the energy to get back into this amazing podcast I'm so proud of, I had to seize the moment and use whatever I had. So i got to warn you, the audio quality is bad. There is wind. Um, So I'm sorry about that. And also, you know, there's some bits that I just had to edit out. And yeah, I just basically talk about, first of all, where I've been. There's been a huge gap in the podcast upload, so I'm sorry about that. And I explain what's been going on in my life. And then after that, I talk about the day that I've had at this uh, Stargate SG-1 fan event. So thanks for listening, and take it away, Andy, from the past. Korean Yoohoo, everybody. It's Andrew back here. I'm just eating a crispy cream donut walking around Melbourne City. I've uh, just gone down past Southern Cross Station and I've crossed the river and gone for a stroll. Let's, if you know the area. If you don't, I'm just walking around a city at night. Why am I in Melbourne? Well, as the title suggests, I just went to Return to the Gate, celebration of 20 years of Stargate, where I met Richard Dean Anderson, Michael Shanks, Amanda Tapping. Karen Nemec, and my favourite person in the world, Gary Jones. <laughs> um, uh, so what happened to the podcast? We need to catch up on this. <sighs> oh my god, so much happened. So I've, I started the podcast mid-2016, like June, July. I really got a bug in my bear about that. Is that the expression? And I did it, because... The reason I did that and was able to do that is because I was unemployed, still sort of recovering from a broken knee, which, you know, didn't really have to work because I was on a sickness unemployment benefit, which is something you can get in New Zealand. So I I busted out the Stargate (laughs) Kriyuhu Stargate fancast. I did like 12 episodes. And then, guess what? It's not that I didn't like doing it. In fact, I fucking loved doing it. And, um... You know, I had the house to myself, I could just scream and rant and yell and laugh and giggle and whatever, and uh, it was great. Just me and the little world of SG-1. It was a really happy time. But then, I got a job, and these things will happen. Um, And this job was working on a cruise ship. I would be away from home for one week, then I'd be back for one week, and it was a little bit less than one week, because there was travel time there, so it was more like... Five days off. I didn't really have the house to myself that much. I was very, very tired because I tended to work like 20 hour days on the ship, and I'm not kidding. Like, and that's fine every now and then. Like, you can actually probably do like a good 50 hours on your feet before you utterly collapse, but 20 hours out of every day for a week that just kills you. So, really, the creative things just went on the back burner. 
and I made a conscious decision. It wasn't just you know letting it slide. I made a conscious decision. Has any is there any indication that anyone has listened to this podcast? Does anybody else give a shit, or is it just something that I give a shit about at this point? And all indications pointed to no. Uh, my downloads were like uh, the statistics. I'm getting different things from Feedburner and from the host. These are two different things that are involved in presenting this to you. Feedburner says I have ten. I had ten subscribers. My host said I had a hundred. So it's like a yeah. Add a zero to whatever Google says, and that's what my host says. And I suspect they're inflating it, but then again, Google might be not. Google might be undercounting. I'm not sure. One of them is, you know, whatever. So I figured 10 people, and more importantly, none of those 10 subscribers had actually emailed me if they actually were really involved and they cared and they were trying to get in contact with me. I would have probably tried to keep going. But no one had, and that was fine. So I just put it down for a bit. And then, uh, yes, I worked in that job for three months. No, four months. All in all, it was about four and a half, five months, including a whole lot of training on site, on the ship. Um, uh, On my weeks off, I wouldn't always come home. It was like a four-hour drive where the ship left from every week. So anyway, basically, I just ended up not doing the podcast. I'll give you a very quick overview of the next part of my life. I left that job on the ship because it was, apart from being um, really difficult with the sleep deprivation, there was a uh, very horrible incident in which someone that I care about a lot, one of my crewmates, a situation where they were having brain seizures and waiting like six hours for a helicopter to come and get them and we were bundling them into a helicopter while they were unconscious and struggling to breathe at two o'clock in the morning that was um really bad but anyway they are fine they made a complete recovery now but i just had it with that job the stress and that incident was just the last straw so i decided i've got some money now from this job because you know you can't spend it you can't spend anything for a week so i went on the road i went backpacking i got out of my small town small town I lived in my whole life and it was exactly what I needed (laughs) certain things you can only learn when you're on the road with one bag on your back and then I returned home briefly and when that brief week I was back I literally sold gave away threw in the bin or burned everything that I owned and then I left again this time for good that's where my pathway so Uh, I went backpacking a couple more months. I went to Melbourne back in March 2017 to see the Mountain Goats, an amazing band. That was amazing. I built a new life. <laughs> I decided I was sick of the cold. It was it, it was June 2017, a year since I started the podcast. Um, I said, "Fuck this! I'm moving to <laughs> somewhere hot," and I moved to the Wet Sundays, which are islands in. Queensland, Australia. And here I am. Um, I work in a resort. I won't tell you too much, too many specifics, but um, the work is fine. The money is really, really good. The climate is amazing. People, eh. The thing is, it's a very, very small island, so there is no personal space. And I have wanted to resume the podcast, but there's no way for me to do it because my neighbours can hear me talking. 
and hear me <laughs> yelling and laughing and everything that I need to do to be myself on this thing. So it hasn't been done because there's no safe personal space. No, at least no safe sonic space for me to do it there. And I'm absolutely heartbroken about that because I'd finally like settled down after a whole lot of travel and living out of one bag. And I was hoping that settling down again would mean I could have nice things. <laughs> this is why I can't have nice things. So anyway, working on this island was I. La 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 la. Life goes on for a while and then I hear there's a Stargate SG-1 convention in Sydney and Melbourne and I already have two friends living in Melbourne so I thought great opportunity to visit them and once in a lifetime opportunity to meet the cast of SG-1. Unfortunately Christopher Judge wasn't here but that's okay because I'm wearing a Tilk t-shirt that says Indeed and has his, the top half of his head on <laughs> with the eyebrow. Everything from the eyebrows up. Um, and like the autographs cost me $220 but yeah I've got all <laughs> five Richard Dean Anderson, RDA, um, Amanda Tapping, Michael Shanks, Corin Nemec, and Gary Jones. First of all, before I tell you about the day, uh, <laughs> I met this really cool person, Genevieve, or Jen. I didn't actually ask her name, I just overheard it while she said it to my, uh, Richard Dean Anderson. Um, yeah, we were just chatting in line because the autograph line for RDA was like. <laughs> I don't know, 45 minutes, and it was so nice to, uh, to chat to someone who was, like, willing to be friendly, and then, like, acknowledge the fact that we're all standing here awkwardly not talking to each other, because we were kind of treated like cattle on this day. It wasn't the greatest event anyone's ever planned in the world. Um, so, hi, Jen, this is for you. I <laughs> I've told very, very, very few people about this podcast, like two, but I told her, and she was enthusiastic about it <laughs> so yay and I didn't get your number or your Facebook or any contact details or even your name as I said um, but you know I told you about the podcast so if you can if you've searched me and found me <laughs> good for you Hello. send me an email let's get in touch again you'll be a third friend that I can visit in Melbourne sometime when I ever come back um so the day I mean I took a long time to walk to the theatre where it was being held in University of Melbourne. Um, I took my time. I stopped by the was a Queen Victoria Market. Little, got a uh, lovely croissant because Melbourne food is amazing. It's so nice to be like cold and to have food options and basically to see new faces and be off that small island. Oh, small town, small island life is not for me. Doesn't agree with me. <sighs> Wide open spaces, too many people to take in overstimulated um yeah I got there really early but even so I was still like at the back of the line to get in the door <laughs> it's already backed up for people trying to buy autographs and whatnot um so there's a lot of standing around in lines this day um finally got to the queue bought a little raffle ticket and whatnot and bought my autograph token and we went in the door we watched children of the gods in its entirety while we waited i mean people went and got photos i didn't get any photos because frankly i uh, i don't really need them and eh, they're just not something that i value a whole lot um the autograph is probably more more in my line um 
So, while other people filed out in rows and, you know, ten at a time to go get their photos taken, which they paid ludicrously for, um, I, you know, sat there and watched Children of the Gods and remembered my review and once again pined for the freedom to do this podcast. <laughs> Thought of some of the things that I'd missed on the on my, uh, my watch-through. Um, the event was run by The Hub, and I can't say I have great things to say about them. Yeah, we were basically treated like cattle, and they were just trying to herd us around in little blocks of people, of, of things that were spending money, not really taking any notice of who we were as people, and there was, what really bugged me is that there was no sort of welcoming attitude, no, hey, we're all here because we love something. That's what it was missing. It was all, hey, let's get this over with, with a minimum of fuss and bother, and hey, we'll get your autographs and your photos soon, okay, thank you, bye. <laughs> If I was running that event, there would be, like... We wouldn't sit there watching the episode. We would have, like, fan Q&A. Like, what's your favourite episode? Hey, you. Come and talk to everybody. You know, meet and greets. That sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, then we... <laughs> we waited, like, from 9am till 1.15. We just killed time. If you weren't getting a photo, like me. Um, and then, finally, 1.15, the Q&A started. So we started with Corin and Gary. So... Corin and Nemec is... Wow. <laughs> he just was... He really was treating this like a job. Which meant he was doing the bare minimum, he had his work smile on, he was getting through whatever he needed to, like the bare minimum, like barely answering the questions, not really even looking at the people ans- uh, asking them. Seemed very uninterested in the whole process, and some one of the hub staff said later, uh, just like a throwaway comment, "Oh, he's an asshole." <laughs> Actually, he had an Australian accent. He's an ass. He's an asshole. Um, and you know what? I, it hadn't occurred to me until that person said it, but they're absolutely right. Corin is kind of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but Gary Jones! I've listened to all the DVD commentaries, of course, and Gary Jones is an absolute standout. He's the fucking man. I could listen to that man all day, and I just wanted so badly to go and chat to him. Um, but couldn't. And he he was, like, so warm and self-deprecating in a modest and humorous way. Like, he came on stage with the microphone. There was only one microphone between them. Again, what the fuck, hub staff? Event planning. Um, he came on stage and was like an MC. He was like, "This is the Coronemic show. Okay, let's talk about Coronemic." Because like you know, everyone knows that Coron is the pretty boy. <laughs> Gary's just the guy in the background of some Stargate episodes. Uh, but then like you know, even fans would ask questions, and then Coron would like answer with one some stupid thing like, "Oh, you know, just a thing. I'm just really proud and glad." Thanks for coming. I'm glad to be on the show, you know. Oh, great. And then Gary would, like, as an afterthought, grab the mic and say one thing, and it would turn into this, like, ten-minute story with great anecdotes and humor and zingers. (laughs) Fuck, I love Gary Jones so much. He is the fucking man. He's bald now. I was like, something's weird about this man. It took me a while to place it. Like, oh, he's bald. He had hair in the show. But he's he's so great. I can't say enough lovely, nice things about him. I just want to be his best friend. Um, 
So, Cora and Gary, and then out comes Michael Shanks and a bunch of girls were swooning and screaming and some shrieking, and I gotta say, he was, it's, how do I describe, it's almost like he was there ironically, like he was in on the joke, like, oh, we all love this thing, <laughs> can you believe they made this TV show, <laughs> oh yeah, sure, so, you know, he told us all the background stories and was very like, oh, when I'm directing and I've got an artistic vision, I want to make sure that I'm authentic and true to it and i got to execute it properly and ignore all the people who are telling you other things, yeah, great, whatever. <laughs> He was actually thoroughly boring, I'm afraid, and like just a smart ass in a really immature and unentertaining way, which is unfortunate. But you know, cool. So now I've seen him. Now I know. <laughs> Amanda Tapping is the most lovely human in the world, <laughs> apart from maybe Gary Joe. She's just so bubbly and all over the place with stories and like your best friend. It, you know, like, instantly best buds. Oh, she was so cool. I mean, I, what do I need to say? Look up some footage of her doing these things. She's just really, really cool. And when she smiles, there are amazing little lines around the corners of her eyes. Because, you know, she smiles all the time. And giggles and laughs. And that's just really beautiful. In a really honest way. And you just, ah, oh, phew. Feel all wriggly and warm inside. <laughs> And she talked a lot about being a female role model, which is amazing, and I felt too penisy, shall we say, to ask a question about that, but I'm very glad that she talked about it. Um, I didn't ask any questions. I sort of was thinking of some, but then I thought, eh, it's a bit too fucking stupid to say. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, everybody, I run a podcast, and I'm sure my listeners would like to know. I'm like, yeah, fuck that. I'm just there. There's a one in a thousand fans. How many people were there? Probably not a thousand. Not even five hundred. What else? So that was Amanda. Just goofy. She, like, reenacted little moments from her life, like, with comic effect for us. Like, going into Brad Wright's office and the Stargate thing. Why can't I play Dorothy? <laughs> the Wizard of Oz spoof they did. <laughs> um, that was a highlight. What else? Then Richard Dean Anderson. <laughs> You may have seen it. If you've seen footage of him lately, you may notice, yeah, he's gotten a bit fatter and kind of a bit slower. But a lot warmer and kinder. Like Gary Jones, but in a more grandfatherly, would you hand me my glasses kind of way. <laughs> he was so lovely and so warm with everybody. Like, So that's the thing. Like Corin and Daniel, you can see, you know... You know very well, and they know that you know that they know that they you know very well. They are just there to do their job, which is to smile very politely, have a few cheap laughs, and just whatever, make their money. Because <laughs> they're getting paid for this. Um, Amanda, Gary, uh, Amanda, just bubbly, amazing. The thing with Amanda, you could not tell whether it was fake or whether it was genuine, which makes her just the absolute professional Gary Jones you absolutely could tell it was genuine he was there to have a good time man like he's having a, having a ball and with Richard Dean Anderson you could absolutely tell he meant every kind thing that he said so that's on the scale of Corin to Richard Dean Anderson there you go 
<laughs> from bottom to top there. Um, but he's yeah, he's certainly slowed down, and he said it out loud. Like someone asked him, "What would you do if you were remaking MacGyver or something?" He'd be like, "I would slow it down." He would be a fatter guy and a slower guy and an older guy, and he would maybe instead of building things, he would go and buy them from the hardware store, and that would be your episode. Which is pretty damn funny. So those were the Q&As. I mean, I can't re- exactly recall the stories that they told in the Q&As. And that's not really important. What's important is being there in the room and, like, absorbing their energies. And, I've, yeah, as I say, some of them are more interesting and entertaining and warm than others. <sighs> so, um, what next? We sat around watching another episode. It was Heroes Part 1, Part 2 with... Uh, spoiler alert, Dr. Janet Fraser gets killed while they're making this documentary thing on the episode. Anyway, we watched that while the autograph thing happened again in groups of like ten, and then like I was in the, say, the final third. Like, <laughs> in terms of seating, I was in row K, out of, and the rows went down to like M, so near the end. Um, so uh, I was sitting there for like an hour and a half just doing nothing while people were filing out and whatnot. And then finally they call the thing, and we go up and get in line to meet... uh, First of all, it was Corin and Gary, so here's my one-on-one time with these people. (laughs) This is my experience. Your experience may vary. First was Corin, and I had... Oh, you remember um, at the very start of this podcast series, I said for the longest time Stargate wasn't on New Zealand TV... So all I had was this DVD of season six, and it became very sentimentally important to me. So I brought them the these discs, and I had them signed. So I tried to like kind of explain that to Corin, and he was like not interested in the slightest. He was like, "Oh, so where do you want me to sign, dude? It's like just anywhere on the on the thing." And, and like <laughs> he has like a California surfer accent. He hides it on the show, and like makes it more neutral, because all the Canadians on Stargate, just in general, kind of make the accents very neutral anyway. And he got... <laughs> so that was like, I really can tell you don't give a shit. And then I was like, yeah, so I tried to tell him my little story. Oh, these DVDs were all they had in New Zealand didn't have a broadcast with them. And he's like, well, blah, blah, blah. And I was like... Then he had signed it, and I said, oh, thank you very much, dude. And he's like, thanks very much, brother. <laughs> <laughs> the real serious Californian surfer dude look into my eyes and like mm, a firm handshake <sighs> all of which <laughs> confirmed on a very deep instinctual level he did not want to be there <laughs> his uh, his energy and emotions belied his outward appearance shall we say then I went over to Gary and I was you know it, they're signing a DVD disc so it's like uh, not a lot of room, so I just, by the time I'd said, hey, just, you know, anywhere you can find a space on there, dude, thing, and that was kind of all the conversation we got, and he sort of, like, half snickered, like, yeah, I won't be able to find any place on this thing, and then I was like, ah, oh, thanks, Gary, and he's like, cheers, dude, thanks, so that was a quick, painless, beautiful, happy conversation, very, very happy for it, probably only had five to ten seconds of his attention, if that, but it was worth every... <laughs> worth the uh, $30 I paid for it, I guess. (laughs) Then I had to 
jump to the back of the line because there was a mix-up with some seating or something. So I waited for a long time to get Amanda, and she was uh, again tried to kind of say, "Oh yeah, this is DVD is really important to me." And the guy from the event staff who was beside her sort of like was talking over me and her when she was trying to say hi, and I was trying to say hi. And so none of that got through, and all that got through was New Zealand didn't have a broadcast, and she was, <laughs> she said to me, "Oh, you guys got ripped off," and I was like, "Uh, yeah, <laughs> totally did," <laughs> laughing along, and then she just looked me in the eye and just said, "Thank you so much," and just the crinkles <laughs> on her face, we see that she's just full of love, and I was like, "Oh, thank you," <laughs> and I melted. Um. And then I got to the back of the Daniel, uh, Daniel Jacks, Michael Shanks line, and got to the front of that line eventually, and tried, tried to kind of like say that. It occurs to me now, like I didn't need to like say this little speech, but I kind of did, and or tried to, or wanted to. So, whatever. It sort of explains what I'm doing there with these DVDs instead of a poster like everybody else, and explains like you know. It's something to talk about, a little talking point, like, and it brings up like, I'm from New Zealand. Have you ever been to New Zealand? You know, so it's like, okay, this is a fine little thing for me to say. Michael Shanks, he's signing, as I say a little bit, and he goes, ha ha, ha, cool man, thank you very much, and like the way he said it, like he knew. He was listening enough to know that there was a tiny little pause and he was expected to acknowledge something to do his part in the little chatty conversation there. But what he said, it was fine. What he said was fine to keep a little conversation rolling along, you know. It's fine. But tonally, the way he answers, like, okay, I understand you heard absolutely zero of what I just said. Thank you, good sir, I'll be on my way. And he looked me in the eye for a second with kindness, but, like, also... Cool. Our transaction is complete. <laughs> and away I went. I toddled off. And that's four of them. And then I went to the very back of the Richard Dean Anderson line, which was fucking long, because apparently he went like two hours over time the day before. Um, just chatting to everybody. Because <laughs> he wants you to stop and chat. So it was a very long line, and some people were just chatting around me, and that's when I bumped into Jen... And some other dude who was, like, chatting her up. <laughs> a couple of other people around, and we were just laughing about how long it was in the day in general. And then it ended up, some people, like, left on their way out or whatever, and then I was just chatting to her for a while, and that was really nice. Like, Jen, you know what? If you are listening, I don't know if you've found this podcast. I mean, I plugged it enough. <laughs> Jen, you really made my day. There wasn't hanging out with the stars of SG1. It was hanging out with someone cool in the line who wanted to talk enthusiastically about something we both loved. Good on you. You're a rad person. Um, yeah, then we get to Richard Dean Anderson. Again, the event staff sitting next to him sort of interrupted us about, here, sign here, and yeah, just sign right there, thank you. And then he's like, oh, cool, let me put on my glasses. And he was busy putting on his glasses, trying to, like, focus and see where he should write on my DVD. I said he's, you know, he's getting a bit older and grandfatherly, so I kind of didn't want to, like, interrupt him by saying anything. I didn't want to distract him from the task, the mental task. (laughs) 
from the task of writing, which required some like mental concentration for him. So in the end, I didn't say much to him at all. I just said, "Oh, thank you so much." So anyway, you know, sign that. Anyway, you can find some space. Ha 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 ha. And oh yeah, yeah. And then he looked me in the eye and gave me a really warm handshake, like figuratively and literally. That man is toasty. And he. And because there wasn't any space to write my name, they hadn't asked what my name was to get the signature personalized, so we just said, very good to meet you, sir, and sort of gave me a hand pat and <laughs> sent me on my way. So that was my experience with Richard Dean Anderson, with all five of those cast members. 